though, yeah, music matters in a myriad of ways. There's uh, there's yeah. no way to touch it all. But yeah. I feel like it's just the greatest gift that I that the Lord could give me past my family to give me a, a career that and a job where I have I get to wield and work in music. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Him Partial, the podcast where we talk all things church music. I'm Monet Funka. And I'm Cara Devereaux. And in this week's episode, we've got Randall Goodgame with us to discuss children's music in the church and home. We talk about the importance of music in teaching children, how hymns give us a well-rounded theology, and how we're all children, really. But first, if you're listening on YouTube, hit subscribe and ring the bell so that you are notified when we drop a new episode. We're also available anywhere you listen to your podcast, but the best way to keep in touch is to sign up for our free weekly newsletter at himpartial.com. There you will find cool bonus content that we do not share anywhere else. So go to himpartial.com and sign up today. Yeah, so we're really excited about this episode. Um, both of us have been fans of Randall Good Game for a long time. So Yes, I think we're kind of a little bit crazy in this episode. <laughs> we're like, we love you. So uh <laughs> Yeah, every time he mentions a song, we're like, Oh yeah, that's song. That's our favorite. <laughs> so we apologize in advance. The level of fangirling that we do in this but is there's a good reason for it. it. Is, so if it you don't is. know Slugs and Bugs and you haven't listened to the albums, then we ten out of ten recommend that yeah. you go do definitely that. um but we really think you'll enjoy the discussion it was so lovely to have randall on he's yeah. totally nice totally a humble guy and um yeah without further ado here's the episode randall Goodgame is an american singer songwriter and bow tie wearer he began learning the piano at a young age and has had a successful music career writing songs for cadence call and jason gray as well as releasing his own album of music for adults his journey in children's music began in the mid-2000s when he and Andrew Peterson partnered together to write songs for the children's TV series VeggieTales. Inspired by the experience, he launched the Slugs and Bugs brand with the first family album, Slugs and Bugs and Lullabies. It was so successful that there are now nine albums available, including four volumes of Sing the Bible and two Christmas albums. And early in 2020, their TV series for kids made its debut. Randall Goodgame, welcome to this show. Thank you so much, Cara. It is a delight to be here. All, after oh, hearing all that, I, I'm already tired. <laughs> that, uh, and there's so much more we could say. You're a very accomplished person, so we're really grateful to have you on the show. Um, why don't you just tell us a bit about your background in music and how you became a Christian? Um, well, I so I grew up in a Christian family. My mom and dad. Um, we're believers and are believers. And my dad taught Sunday school, um, grew up in a Baptist church in Florida. Okay. Uh, I remember sitting in the back of my um, fifth grade science class and saying the old sinner's prayer because it was mm -hmm. such a bad day and I was feeling like low mm -hmm. and picked on and didn't have friends. And I thought, all right, I guess this is what they've been telling me about in church. I need Jesus and maybe he can help me. So I, that's, that's sort of, you know, I've now grown in this, you know, obviously I was 12 years old then. So I'm not exactly sure how all that works where uh, theologically, um, but essentially I'm the Lord's. I was baptized uh, about six months later. 
Mm. And, um, and then played the piano my whole, you know, upbringing. Mm. I taught myself guitar along the way in high school. Mm. And um, then played piano for the chapel in college, met my wife in college, my wife, Amy, mm. at, in, in Birmingham, Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, and uh, moved up to Nashville after I graduated to try to be a musician for a living. Wow. And uh, I'm still here. (laughs) (laughs) So Slugs and Bugs, like you said in the the intro, that got, that started happening. Um, Actually, there's, there's one thing that you didn't have in there. Before Andrew and I wrote for VeggieTales, we were going to church together and started writing songs for our kids kind of together. So I'd write a song for one of my kids and I'd show it to him and he'd get inspired and write a song for one of his kids. And over time we thought we should make a record of all these songs. (laughs) That was the first record. And VeggieTales got a hold of that record and Mm. somebody over there liked it and asked if we would write silly songs for them. Nice. which was of course a huge charge because we had raised our kids or were in the process of raising our kids on veggie tales. Russian, <laughs> uh, Madam Blueberry, Barbara Manatee and all that stuff. Um, which is really fun. Now looking back is now Mike and Rocky and Phil Vischer are like buddies. Yeah. So it's, uh, but that's where it started. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's so wonderful. I think, um, it comes across in your music, like the the genuineness of your songwriting. It's not just like, hey, we need to write some songs. Mm-hmm. Obviously, hearing your background, it makes sense that you were like, hey, we got some kids. We know music. Let's put this together. You know, it's a it's a genuine need like to sing songs and play songs for our children uh, that we like to sing and that we like to play for them, you know. So, yeah, that definitely comes across. It's interesting to hear that background. Yeah. Um, yeah that's can how you, it started. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit more about what Slugs and Bugs, like what they do? Like what's your vision for it? Like, Sure. So for me, it's it's been the same since the beginning. Uh, like, like you said, after writing for VeggieTales, I really I realized how much I loved making stuff for families. Uh, as a dad, um, always trying to figure out how to raise these kids right and – um, lead them into a gospel life. Mm-hmm. Um, that the challenge of doing that really inspired slugs and bugs. I was always feeling like a hypocrite whenever I tried to t- teach them about Jesus. I knew how much I didn't follow him well all the time mm-hmm. uh, as, as it's the constant journey of every day returning, repenting and, and returning mm-hmm. to faith and, mm-hmm. uh, so your kids know you better than anybody mm. um, and they've seen you at your worst. And so what, what slugs and bugs is for me is an opportunity to express through song with my, uh, with my family first and hopefully for all the other families, um, how we live out this faith that God has given us. Mm-hmm. And it embraces the idea that we are fallen and we need Jesus every day. It, it, it sort of is an answer, sort of a contradictory answer to how I used to think, which is, 
okay, I walk with Jesus and you walk with Jesus and you, um, but uh, we sort of kind of have our own little faith walk and, and it answers that with, I need Jesus. You need Jesus. We're going to need him together. This is a family thing. We're, mm-hmm. we're in relationship to each other. So our faith and how we work it out is going to bump into each other all the time. I'm going to need to repent to you, which is working out my faith in Christ in real time. Mm-hmm. And you're going to need to repent to me. And then it follows. We're going to have to forgive each other. Yeah. So uh, for me, recognizing that the family is the place where like the nuts and bolts of faith of the, our faith journey is working out um, the sort of the incubator for how, yeah. how we live out our faith. Um, that is the, that's sort of the, that's where the inspiration for slugs and bugs comes from yeah. trying to put all that into song. And since it's big and messy and complicated, uh, there's all kinds of songs in mm-hmm. slugs and bugs world. Yeah. I, and I really love, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, it's all right. I'm not sure when to stop talking. <laughs> no, you're you can fine. talk all the time. I was just going to say, that's one of the reasons why we really love the album is the diversity in um, the scripture that you choose and the, even the skits in between, like that mm-hmm. message. Uh, I think there is a lot of um, um, teaching children and adults, but we'll get to that in a second, um, about, you know, humility before Christ and um, just needing, uh, I think you have a skit with uh, with Robert where he's like, you're, you know, he redoes the words to one of your songs and you're like, that's not going to work for humans, you know? And like having that come across, like it is very clear. Um, again, just hearing the background, it, it's really encouraging to me because mm-hmm. it does come across in your music very clearly that that's, that's where your heart is. Wow. Thank you. It's just such an encouragement to hear. You never know, you know, you just <laughs> make this stuff and send it out. Um, <laughs> but as far as, uh, you know, we Slugs and Bugs started without, it wasn't scripture songs at first. Mm-hmm. It was just a mix of silly songs and, and sincere kind of spiritual life songs mm-hmm. that reflected that uh, philosophy I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, when we were homeschooling our two oldest kids years and years ago now, and it was my job to teach them music and Bible, Mm-hmm. And so uh, that sort of coalesced with writing scripture songs for them because it's music and Bible at the same time. Yeah. Uh, the Like before I realized that that would be so convenient, I was just trying to teach them scripture verses and they had so much trouble memorizing, just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. we all do. Um, and it wasn't until I started writing melodies for them to learn mm-hmm. that it became really easy. The very yeah. first song I wrote for them was uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart uh, and lean on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just incredible. It was like a watching a little miracle, yeah. um, except for it's not a miracle, but it was really still amazing mm-hmm. watching them learn it so quickly with the melody. Yeah. And it, I was immediately inspired to, to approach all of the scripture memory that way with our class and at the same time, I had already been doing Slugs and Bugs records. So it was just really inspiring to think, ooh, 
I need to record these for the families that are listening to these records. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like you said, that inspired four more records. There's a total of five Sing the Bible records now, with include if you include the Christmas album. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're they're great albums. If if you happen to be listening to this and you're like, what are they going on about? We will provide links for you in the description because honestly, it's it's good stuff. Um, so you kind of touched on this a little bit, but why does music matter when we're teaching our children? And why does it matter that we sing to our children? Wow. Well, I mean, music matters so much. I, I, I think that music is one of the most five powerful forces in the universe. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not sure if I've ever said this on a podcast before, but you got love, um, you got play, uh, there's work, um, hope, and then I think music. <laughs> I really do, because yeah. when you add music to something, it's just, there's, you know, people, there's a great article in Christianity Today, mm. just a few maybe a few days ago, a week or so ago, Jen Wilkins wrote it that gets into some of it. You know, there's, there's stuff going on in the hippocampus and memory attachment and how you remember things. If I asked you to start, if to recite the ABCs, you'd probably sing. Yeah. Because it's so, it so powerfully attaches in memory, but there's also mm -hmm. emotions that attach to it. Mm -hmm. And um, so when when you're singing with your kids, obviously uh, there's the practical thing that you're learning the song. So there's the context, mm -hmm. the content of the song that you're learning, which mm -hmm. is important. But then there's other, there's so much else going on. Um, let's say you're, you're establishing for your kids that this is something we do. We enjoy life together by singing. So it's mm -hmm. not just the content, it's the act that's mm -hmm. doing something powerful. It's expanding their understanding of what life is like. Uh, you know, kids are always, they're always rewriting the map of the world that they know. Mm -hmm. Everything, every new thing that happens, it's like, okay, this is something new. Now I know this. Mm -hmm. uh, think of it like they're always rewiring their brains a little bit to respond mm -hmm. to the world around them. And so uh, every little act like that, singing a song, enjoying it with your parents um, is establishing a new thing, especially mm -hmm. with little kids like your little wee Zacchaeus. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also establishing a creative sensibility. So they, they are learning what music is like mm -hmm. from you. They're, mm -hmm. uh, they're learning how either complex or simple it is. They're learning about melody and rhythm, um, harmony and dissonance. All mm -hmm. these things are, are, helping rewire and refine who they are. It's kind of like if all they ever ate was um, French fries and, and peas, then they would never know about lasagna yeah, or yeah. fish and chips. Well, they know yeah. about chips because yeah, that is, that is French fries. <laughs> um, but so, so yeah, music matters in a myriad of ways. There's, uh, there's yeah. no way to touch it all, but yeah. I feel like it's just the greatest gift that I that the Lord could give me past my family to give me a, a career that and a job 
or I, have, I get to wield and work in music because yeah. it is so potent. It is. You're 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 absolutely right. Mm -hmm. It's it could, it's such a powerful thing, and it could be used for good or for ill. Um, you talk about memory. You know, sometimes a song will come on the radio, and you're instantly transported back to whatever 1996, and you're like, "Wow, that was a great time," or "That was a sad time," or you know, back when I was an emo kid, I won't tell you when that was, you know, I would you know, sit and listen to a sad song and then you'd all of a sudden feel really sad and you feel like, Ugh, you know, and it's like, well, that was obviously for ill. Like I probably shouldn't have listened to music that made me feel sad and mopey or whatever. Um, but I think just to add to what you were saying, and you could tell me if you agree with this, one of the cool things about singing uh, with your children, especially things like singing the Bible or uh, a hymn or something at home is that you're modeling that that way that we worship the Lord um, mm -hmm. when we come together corporately. Because, uh, I mean, in our house, and it's been this way for a while, and we know many people that are like this, we have family devotions. And actually, we sing during family devotions because that's what you do. You sing, you read some scripture, we chat, and we pray. And that's like a small microcosm of what's happening on Sunday mornings. So it's a good, like thing to model would you agree with that yes absolutely that, that for sure i always tell parents that for better or for worse you are the model for mm. what your kids think a mm. faith life looks like mm. um and good on you for uh leading worship with your kids and singing songs mm. um because they do they what however we establish when we pray how much we pray how we pray how we sing, what we sing, how we approach the Lord and his name and um, joyful and or sad times, all that our kids are just, they're locked in and that's how they're going to. Just scary. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. And also just an amazing opportunity, you know, an amazing opportunity to, to continue the heritage that the Lord's given us. Um, so, Yes, it is a way to, an opportunity to model worship um, for your family. Cool. I was just thinking there when you were saying about memory, how I remember um, Christian songs and, and songs that my parents sang to me when I was little, but I don't remember half of what I learned in high school. So <laughs> the music sticks with you. <laughs> it sticks with you. And it, it really, it's um, so important for helping define your sort of theology, your personal understanding of who God is and like what he thinks about you. Um, I, as a little you know, giveaway to your listeners here, you, you sent me some of these questions and we're going to get to the hymn, my favorite hymn in a minute. And yeah. I was thinking about uh, what, um, it's too hard to pick a favorite. I picked one. Yeah. I love <laughs> so many, but when I was looking for, a favorite, I was thinking about how, how well the different hymns do or do not round out a good, um, a good kind of well-rounded theology for what we mm -hmm. think about God and how he loves us, um, what it means to be forgiven, uh, how we see ourselves, the humility that we recognize ourselves uh, in our uh, we see ourselves in the face of God, um, mm -hmm. what happened on the cross, mm -hmm. all those things 
uh, are so like such little building blocks for how we see our, our place in the world. And like you said, if the songs that we're remembering are robust with uh, the truth about all that, then the sermons that we hear, they sort of just kind of add a little, they sprinkle in and mm -hmm. fill in the gaps, but they are the songs are the foundation for what we know and understand because that's what we remember. That's why the Psalms is a great book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, those are meant to be sung, right? They're meant to be yeah. sung. So is your music just for children? No. Or <laughs> maybe yes. Here's the line. Here's both. Because no, because I'm absolutely writing for the family. Mm. I want to write records and music that I want to sing. And I'm 47. So uh, it's not going to be for kids in the way that you, um, that maybe some people are writing just for like six and under. Mm. But but also, yes, in that, um, Luke 18, 16 and 17 says, uh, if you don't come to the Lord like a child, then you can't come. Mm. So if, if that's true, then we are all children. Mm. And what I hope Slugs and Bugs does is helps families constantly remember that they are God's kids. Mm. When we see, when, when my mother-in-law sings, we are God's masterpiece, he mm. has created us anew in Christ. Mm. I want her to be remembering her father and mm. her daughtership in him. Even mm. though there's nothing silly or playful about that song, mm. I want her to be embracing her kinship mm. with, with Christ and her daughterhood from God. Mm. So, so yes, it is for children mm. because I want it to be doing all those things, reminding us by its playfulness with songs like, uh, like you mentioned the song, uh, be cold and mathematical. That yeah. <laughs> um, I want it to be playful in that way to, yeah. for us to engage with that part of remembering that we're kids to not take ourselves too seriously mm -hmm. and to embrace our humility and our weakness mm -hmm. before God, because it's in our weakness that he's made strong in us, yeah. but also to embrace our childhood in that we are, we need him every day. And mm -hmm. our need mm -hmm. is reflected in, in scripture. Uh, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, you know, uh, mm -hmm. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Well, I can't do that if I am still trying to establish myself as a person that has mm -hmm. value and I want you to take me seriously. That's what adults do. Mm -hmm. But children come knowing they're valued, knowing their, their, their parents love them. They're fully mm -hmm. present. And mm -hmm. I think part of becoming a child again after we grow into adulthood is growing into our adult, our, our childhood in Jesus. And then again, shedding that, that need we sometimes have as adults to establish ourselves and say, I'm valuable because we, we relearn, you know, as a kid, we learn 
our kid, our parents love us, so we become confident kids. As an adult, we learn God loves us, mm. so we become confident adults that don't need mm. to establish ourselves because God establishes us for yeah. us. Yeah, having that value in Christ, it is. It's a hard one, I think, in our society for multiple reasons to just constantly be reminded in 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 things like your albums through Slugs and Bugs, through the reading of scripture, through fellowship and, and discipleship. Like, no, it's it's God. It's God who is the center and he's the one who gives us our identity and we find our strength and our refuge in him. Um, I could say just on a, on a totally different angle in terms of your, your songs being just for kids. Like it's just good music, you know? And I think that's, maybe I'm biased, no shade to other children writers out there, but sometimes the music just feels so kiddy that it kind of does feel like you're trapped listening to kid music. And I do feel like, well, no, like this is just good music. Like I enjoy having it on. And that's kind of a, that's a, that's I'm sure the parents are saying thank you (laughs) but it's not like just kind of annoying kitty music it's like no this is good music you know and we're learning about something that we need to be and creates those opportunities to chat with each other as adults and also with your children as they're kind of exploring those subjects yes (laughs) that's something thank you by the way um I do I feel like Part of my job is to help help establish an artistic aesthetic for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want it to be musically diverse and mm-hmm. and excellent in mm-hmm. in its you know creative pursuit. But mm-hmm. uh, what what I one something I pray for with when I make every record is that these scriptures will be conversation starters mm. because the hope is parents and kids are listening to them in the car. And mm. some of my favorite stories that I've gotten from families are parents telling me, you know, sending me through Facebook notes or Instagram or email from our website that you'll never believe what my kid asked me when they were, when we were listening to this song. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this one isn't a scripture song, but the first one that comes to my mind is a parent sent me, a, a, a note, their kid asked them, mom, what is it? What does it mean to be adopted? Like they didn't have adoption in their family. There's a song that we have on one of our records called I'm adopted. And it was this wonderful <clears throat> invitation to this parent and this mom started talking to the kid about earthly adoption, but then about their, her adoption into the family of God. And she yeah. said, we would never have talked about that if it hadn't been for this song. So yeah. That, those kinds of that's what I that's one of the things I pray for yeah yeah well I think the Lord is definitely answering that that prayer in a lot of families um all over the lands uh which which uh kind of leads me to my next question so um we kind of alluded to this you've you've said it outright but but Cara and I actually for a while, car is still on it. I've I've fallen off the wagon. I need to get back on the wagon. But I've uh, we've we used to memorize the uh, the selected verses in Fighter app. The Fighter. So recently, Fighter one verse. of um, we use Fighter verses. Yeah, it's Fighter an verses. app that uh, you use to memorize scripture. And recently, <laughs> one of the verses has been "Whoever sows sparingly." And every time it comes up, I just start singing this or yeah. song. <laughs> <laughs> but that, but awesome. that's a great. 
That's a great app because actually recently, probably in the last few years, they they added a feature which is um, to memorize singing it. They have a, yeah. they have a little tune, so they'll have a tune and somebody's singing the verse verbatim. I think they have ESV and maybe NIV or something. They they have a few versions, but we are memorizing the ESV, and it's just someone singing over music the exact. Uh, text of the scripture and that I go to that every single time because that is the way I mean I memorized chunks of Romans because of the Salos album that came out a few years ago um, it is just the easiest way for me to memorize things so we're answering the question before we ask it but <laughs> I know you found this to be true like how how easy it is to memorize scripture because of music. And is that kind of like a huge driver to why you've had these sing the Bible albums? It's, it's the whole thing. Yeah. It's the whole thing. Um, I know so much scripture um, because of writing songs for it. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I'm just, I could cry. I'm just endlessly transformed by it and and encouraged and, and, um, you know, I, I being a, a Southern Baptist Bible kid, I've been in the Bible my whole life. Um, Bible drills, you know, I don't know if you guys do that. Yeah. Already. Um, yeah. When oh. I was, you know, eight, nine, 10 years old. But, um, but when I sing these passages, there is something more that happens. Hmm. It's, you know, it's not like it's all there. All the meaning is there in the words. But there's something that music does to, um, to just, I don't know, brighten it or change the filter in, modern, in kind of modern parlance, yeah. uh, where it, when I sing, um, uh, there's this passage, I've been writing a new song for uh, Philippians 2. Uh, one through 16, I've got melodies, a bunch of melodies for it. So I've written like kind of a trilogy of songs. Mm-hmm. And um, when I sing, there's the, the it says, uh, if there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation of love, any fellowship of the spirit, any affection and mercy, then make my joy complete by thinking the same way, having the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. I read that. And I'm strengthened by it. But then when I sing, by thinking the same way, having the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose, it it just sinks in and it brings it. it, I start thinking of the kingdom of God. And I think of of people all over the world that are united with me. Um, in our intent and our commitment to uh, to absorb and think like Christ, yeah, and carry our cross, it there's something wonderful about yeah. that music does uh, for even the meaning mm. um, that again it's all there. It's not adding any meaning, but it's maybe. Uh, stretching out my antenna, yeah, mm. to get to get more of what mm. is there. 
it's it's meditating on it you know yeah. that that that's that's what music allows at least some people more than others the ability to do is to meditate on the word and really let the holy spirit move us um how how he sees fit and yeah definitely for me maybe more than others i'm i'm with you singing it i actually get to think it's like my brain turns on when the music comes on. I don't know what it is, but music does something, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> like for sure. I mean, I don't think anyone can 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 uh, fully explain it. The scientists can know where it's happening. Yeah. You know, they yeah. brain scans and the hippocampus, like we mentioned yeah. earlier. But but it's you know it's just one of God's many miracles mm. that that we get to we get to walk around with in these bodies, you know, yeah. um, when Saul called for a, a, a musician, when he was distraught, he didn't know, he didn't know why music was going to help, but he knew it was going to help. Mm. He didn't call for the doctor. <laughs> you know, he called, he called for a, a, someone to come play the lyre and sing. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's still just as profound today. Mm. Yeah, so true. Um, so I have a slightly lighter question for you, which is, of all the songs that you've written, serious or silly, do you have a favorite? Oh, it's so hard to pick a favorite. It's like picking a favorite kid. <laughs> um, when, when people ask uh, about this, I do think about my kids and how my wife and I joke around with our kids when, when one of them does something really nice or, you know, really good, uh, we'll say, okay, you're the new favorite. Like, <laughs> it, it takes out the, it takes out the trash without being asked. Yeah. They got the top spot. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so our, my songs are kind of like that. It's usually yeah. whatever I'm working on. Yeah. Mm -hmm in the in the in the present moment but i did give this a little bit of thought and i'll say i've i've narrowed it down to two two songs two scripture songs and two kind of non-scripture songs that are maybe some of my favorites in certain contexts mm -hmm. so it's uh micah 6 8 <gasps> is yes. on my newest record uh, so you know it <laughs> We had it on this morning. <laughs> well, before you go on, I just want to say this is this is totally like a we're your number one fan uh, episode, but we we didn't intend for it to be that way. But the song that I sing to my son when he is upset is Micah six eight, and it is first of all I think just because I'm singing, he's like, oh, what are you doing? But it's it it's almost kind of lullaby ish, you know. It's got like a nice sweet melody, so it's not too like you know, what's the word? It doesn't have like, like really high highs and low lows. It's just mm -hmm. kind of like a nice melody. And uh, yeah, we sing it probably every day when he's crying. So that's just, that's just one of those things that you should know. And I'll stop gushing about how much we like your albums now. Hey, no, please don't stop. Um, uh, but yeah, that, that one is so fun to sing live. Mm. Um, with an audience mm. um, because it it has this really sweet meditative mm -hmm. thing happening. But then also it's claiming these, um, these deep truths 
mm. about what do we do? Yeah. He's shown us what is good. So what do we do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, to act justly and to love mercy, to walk humbly with your God. Like when we're all claiming that together, it's really. Yeah. yeah. And the same thing goes for um, Isaiah 40. Do you not know? Sometimes mm-hmm. I can't even keep it together when I have to really concentrate. Like you're a professional. <laughs> Don't cry. I'm telling myself that <laughs> in concert while I'm singing, you know, doing yeah. the with kids. Yeah. Yeah. yeah everlasting God. Uh, it, it's so moving to yeah. sing that with this, you know, a little corner of the kingdom and mm-hmm. in, in some sanctuary somewhere yeah. Um, because to be able to just claim that, uh, mm. do you not know, have you not heard the Lord mm. is the everlasting God? Mm. Uh, claiming it in melody mm. is just super, super meaningful. So those two are my most favorite scripture songs to perform live right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the, the my two current favorites that aren't silly are both from the new silly songs record, the modern kid record. Uh, I don't know if y'all have that, Mm -hmm. but the first song on it was sort of an ode to my own children's experience growing up in this modern age. Mm -hmm. It's about um, what, what do kids these days need? Mm -hmm. Um, And what does it mean to be a modern kid? Mm -hmm. And as I was writing it, it's, they just need the same thing that kids have always needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah parents that love them. They need a a friend to be able to talk to. They need to be able to climb a tree and run around outside. Yeah. Yeah. And all these other things that they think they need, they're fun. You know, video games are fun. And, um, you know, the, um, apps are fun, but if all that stuff went away, um, we'd still be okay with the things that they ever needed. And it's particularly fun for me because my son, my youngest son, has a little rap section. Yeah, uh, it's so cute. No, <laughs> uh, when we do it in concert, you know, he, he, a little animated version of his is, of him is up on the screen. Um, so that one, and then my other current favorite is the Pangolin song. I love yeah. that song so much. <laughs> I was winding my granny up the other day. Um, she was pestering me because there's been a few weddings in my friend group recently she's like when are you getting married and I was like if you keep pestering me I will walk down the aisle to the pangolin song <laughs> actions and all <laughs> I hope she keeps pestering you <laughs> such an epic wedding yes <laughs> oh, yeah. um, so I'm so glad that you well yeah so that one's just really fun kids it in and parents are happy to do the hand yeah. motion. It's a really jolly fo- song for uh, for also for live concerts. So there you go. Four favorites. Uh, we we accept your four. <laughs> um, do you, um, either of you have favorites? Favorite slugs and bugs songs? Yeah, the Micah six eight one. Yeah, um, Ephesians two, really nice. Yeah, I also really like um, your Get Up song. I'm totally oh, blanking. And um, with propaganda, um, that our struggle song. is. Oh yeah, not against. What verse is that? I can't. Remember. I should know it. It's in the song. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
So it's a it's a handful. There's one on the last album about um uh being being Christ's disciple. I'm totally blanking on it right now, but it's really good music too. So the newest um, the newest record? Yeah, I think it's the newest one where Yes, from Luke. Whoever wants to be my disciple must yes. Yes. Oh, wants yeah. to be my disciple. That one. That's I really like that one. <laughs> oh, and Deuteronomy 6 5. Um, we like all the albums and stuff, so you know. <laughs> oh, I'm so pleased you guys rattled some off because that sort of it's a smattering across all the records. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. There's like Honestly, we could have you on here for three and a half hours and we totally steal you away from your family and your work. But um, but great, great stuff you're doing with Slugs and Bugs. Great stuff you've been doing for ages in terms of writing songs that people can actually listen to and enjoy. If you're listening for the first time and you haven't listened to Slugs and Bugs, what are you waiting for? Go check them out. They're everywhere you listen to music. We'll have links to their information below in the description. Um, but Randall, thank you so much for your time. You're so welcome. Thank you for what you're doing. I love, um, I love being a part of this and, uh, I love that you guys are getting people to think about hymns and, and what they're singing, talking about it with them. So thank you. It's very valuable and y'all are fun. So oh, great to have you. Thanks.